hey, 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 hey. You're listening to Milf Talk. I'm Seven, one of your hosts. I'm 20 years old and I am a Libra. I am a working mom, but I wish to be otherwise. <laughs> and I have a two-month-old son named Enzo. Hey, guys. My name is Michaela. I go by KK, though. I'm 22 years old. I'm a Sagittarius. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom with my beautiful three-month-old daughter, Penelope. So that's just how we've been living life lately. It's going great. My name is Ariane. I am 19 years old. I am a Scorpio. I am the mother to Esme, and she's 15 months old, and I am a part-time working mama. <laughs> and that was Esme. <laughs> so, um, little backstory. So, Seven and I are sisters, and Ariane is a very close family member, and it's been that way for 20-something years, so we're all very close and comfortable with each other, which is nice. So, a little back on MILF talk. It's just... In general, it's for all moms all over, wherever you are, working, staying at home, part-time working, whatever. It's for all moms to come together and relate to things, speak on subjects, you know, get different opinions, see what you're going through. And it's just all in all for moms to know that they're not alone. There's no judgment here. You can relax. You can let loose. You know, we're all in this together. So it's just a safe place for all moms all around. So we're going to start with our first topic of this podcast series of our birth stories. So Seven's going to take over the first one. Go ahead. Go, girl. So let me back this up. (laughs) My son was due December 20th of this year. Oh, 2022. (laughs) And he was born (laughs) November 30th. I was 37 weeks and I had to get induced due to gestational hypertension and preeclampsia so I went in at 6 p.m. to get induced Um, I wasn't feeling any contractions until about 12 hours later the next morning and I had to get Cervidil one of the (coughs) induction medicines I'm not sure what it's called I had to get two doses of it and then my third dose they told me Um, I was contracting too close together and too strong, so they skipped that dose, and um, I ended up going to the bathroom, came back, and my water broke. Um, That's when my contraction started hurting real bad, Um, miserable. So, thankfully, I had a fast labor. Um, It was about probably like one-ish, maybe. Um, I was five centimeters dilated, and then ten minutes later, I just felt the urge to shit myself um I just felt like I was going to poop so bad um his head was right there and I was screaming at my boyfriend to go get the bucket um because to to get the poop (laughs) 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 and then the nurses are walking in at the same time and then they're like oh well we'll check you again and instantly I was a 10 and I was like oh my god like holy shit it's happening then you can tell (laughs) So, me and my mom were also in the room with Seven, and at that time, we had waited a little bit, and we were getting hungry. You know, you get hungry in the process. So, me and my mom were like, we're going to take a stroll through the cafeteria, and we finally get to the cafeteria. We're looking at the menu, and Seven texted us and was like, they said I'm completed. So, me and my mom did not hesitate. We ran back, 
and boom, like she's literally about to push. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm starving. But here he comes. Here he comes. So I'll let Seven take back over. Okay. So um, once I started pushing, well, my doctor walked in. And mind you, I have had good experiences with her before, but apparently her bedside manner, she's a completely different person. Um, I did not have a great experience with her. As soon as she walked in, all the nurses just completely changed. And they were just all quiet. Mind you, I'm sitting right by the door, and the first time the doctor comes in, she I have my phone ready to record my sister's pregnancy, or her birth, like she wants me to, and the doctor instantly says, no phones, go over there, and just kind of shunned us away. And that kind of set the tone for her birthing. Like, no one spoke. It was dead silent. It was very awkward. And it was just kind of sad in a way. So, yeah, um, all the nurses completely changed. It got quiet. You know, the nurses, I had really good nurses the whole time, too. So I was like, oh, what's going on? Whatever. So she puts the bed up super high. I'm literally on my back. Like, my boyfriend had to hold my head up to, like, push. It was, she had me in a terrible position, up so high, so close, so my sister couldn't record or see anything. And mind you, two months before, I, I was allowed to record my sister's birth at the same hospital. So, And I signed a paper saying I was allowed to record. So I was obviously upset that that doctor was just lying and being rude. Rude. Yes. So then I know that the way she had me push, I would have had him out a lot sooner than 20 minutes. I mean, I only pushed for 20 minutes, which wasn't bad, but he definitely would have been out way sooner. And when he came out, they laid him on my chest, and he just wasn't really crying as much, and nobody was saying a word. So I'm like, what's going on? And then they take him over there under the light to, like, weigh him, and they're giving him a CPAP. And once again, nobody is saying a word to me. The doctors are quiet. The nurses, nothing. So I'm just, like, crying. Like, I don't know what to do. Frozen, just staring at him as I'm getting literally stitched up. And uh, my mom and KK are, like, just staring at him, like, oh, he's okay, it's okay, like, giving me thumbs up. And Because it is scary what you're going through. You're waiting to hold your child they're you know doing all these things to him and you just pushed him out so i know you want to hold him and stuff and it's scary at the same time because like she said no one is saying anything no one's saying he's great he's this he's that so me and my mom just took initiative and went over to where we as close as we could be to him and he was breathing you know they were moving him around a little bit he looked perfect and okay to us but i understand other things were going on but at the same time you have a mother over here who's worried sick and no one is saying anything to her Imagine what's going through your head at that time as a mother. Yeah, it was miserable. <laughs> so then they end up sending him to the nursery, and he gets x-rays done of the fluid in his lungs because I guess that's what – they didn't really tell me much, but I heard he had fluid in his lungs. That's all I know that was wrong with him. Um, he eventually did get most of it out. Um, but mind you the whole time i was being stitched up for like 20 minutes straight and i was like how many stitches did i get and she said honestly i wasn't counting i was just trying to make it look normal again and i was like uh excuse me so she was just she was just so rude i would not recommend her um dm me personally if you want to know who it was don't go don't go to her she had no compassion at all she made me 
me feel like I shouldn't even be in there. Like she made me feel awful for wanting to record my sister's birth like she wanted. Like she was just a very inconsiderate, not sympathetic at all. It was just she seven deserved better at the end of the day. Yeah, but you know, he turned out healthy. He's okay. He's perfect. So <laughs> that's that. On to Michaela. So um, my birthing story is a little bit different. Um, I was due October 6th. Could not wait. I had nothing too serious for my pregnancy, just the normal stuff. And so her due date was October 6th. I think I just said that. And they called me to tell me that I was getting induced on the 6th. And then minutes later, they called me back and said, oh, we're going to change it to the 10th because your doctor's going to be out of town. I was a little bit eh, just because Ariane, who's our other host, her daughter's birthday is October 10, 2021. And I was, you know, I was like, oh, I don't want them on the same birthday. Just because to me, I feel like kids deserve their own birthday. But at the same time, I was happy, kind of eh, just because they're going to be god sisters. Ariane is the godmom of my child. I'm the godmom of her. So it worked out perfectly that they were born on the same day. But all in all, I felt terrible just because being in Ariane's position, I don't know how I would feel. And it didn't help that I was being a total bitch and I kept telling her, you can give birth on any day except for October 10th. And I just kept reminding her of that, which is very selfish of me. Now looking back, I should have just been like, I just hope that you have a happy, healthy (laughs) baby. But I was just like, you cannot have your kid on this day. But I'm glad they share a birthday now. And the funny thing is, so we went to Esme's first birthday party on the 9th, which was what, a Sunday and everyone's like, oh, well, you know, when you're having your baby, when are you know this and that. And I'm like, oh, literally tonight I'm going in and getting induced. And the faces on people was just it was funny to me. But I still in my head, I kept thinking, I feel so bad. I'm taking Esme's day. But now that it's happened, everything, we're so happy because they share a birthday. And, you know, they're God sisters. That's a plus. So my birth story is I go in on the 9th. Um, I'm a big person on signs. Like, I believe in signs. And as soon as I get there, the nurse was, she was very talkative, very nice, made me feel comfortable. But then she messed the IV up in my hand, like, could not get it in. It hurt. She was digging in my skin. And that right there, I feel like that's bad juju. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to go through something so horrible while I'm delivering this baby. So a new nurse came in, got my IV straight. It was all good. And I was pretty content for like 15 hours. And then once they gave me my dose of whatever medication it was to start my contractions, I started feeling it about 4 o'clock in the morning. And it was felt like minor cramps at first. It was okay. And then they hit. They hit so hard. I could not breathe. I could not fathom the thought of it. I tried bouncing on the ball. It was just terrible. So I have my boyfriend in there, my boyfriend's mom, and my mom. They're all comforting me, but I'm the type of person, don't talk to me. Just let me be the best I can. So as I'm screaming in pain, wanting medication for the the contractions I was having, I hear my boyfriend go, shh. And if you could just see the wave of women that looked at him and just, you know, gave him the eye because you should know better when a woman is in labor you don't say anything to disrupt or anything so I was like oh my gosh this is terrible so I'm screaming in pain I felt like get the medication I need and I slept for a little bit and I wake back up and the pain is excruciating I'm trying to breathe through it his mom and my mom were very supportive couldn't have gone through it without him 
And so the time comes for the epidural. I'm half awake, half asleep. I cannot do anything anymore. I'm so exhausted. I use the restroom. I'm hooked up to all these machines. And I finally come back. The room is just a blur. Like looking back at it now, it's all blurry. It's all foggy. It's the anesthesiologist. And if you know me, you know that I cry even when I get my blood drawn. I have a whole blown anxiety attack. It's scary for me. When I tell you, I just sat there and let the epidural go on my back and everything did not move. It did not phase me. That's how exhausted I was. I was not even scared. Scott's holding my hand saying, you're doing great. You're going to be okay. I just, it just hit me. And as soon as I got the epidural, I'm telling you, I was knocked out for hours. It was so relaxing. You know what's weird? That they told me I couldn't have my boyfriend in there to get the epidural, but they let you too. Which I think is very weird as well. That happened to me as well. They told that me that I had to have everyone out of the room when I got my epidural. That is strange to me because I'm one of the people that probably needed someone in the room with me. And at the end of the day, I didn't need him. Like I could have done all that by myself. I'm glad he was there, but I could have done it myself. But after I got the epidural, I slept for so long. And then I get woken up by this pain. Like I'm about to shit myself. And I'm hollering at anyone and everyone in the room saying, it's coming, it's coming, I'm about to shit myself. And I feel like that's one of people's, like, top three things. Like, you don't want to shit yourself. And that's all I was talking about. I ate a steak, mashed potatoes, loaded mashed potatoes, and mac and cheese, and I think, like, a brew beer before I went in. So I knew it was probably time for me to shit. So I was like, babe, get the bucket, get the bucket, get the bucket. And he's putting it over there. He's like, nothing's coming out. I'm like, oh, just me then. Okay. So, and then I have a nurse's aide come in and she's checking how many centimeters I'm dilated. Hi. And <laughs> Sorry, my mother-in-law came in. And <laughs> so I think I'm about to poop and I end up not. And the doc, the nurses come in and they're like, so we're going to do a couple practice pushes with you. I think I think it goes for everyone. You get that feeling, and I think that's literally. I thought my butthole was going to explode. (laughs) So, and so they come in. We're going to do a couple practice pushes, and I'm practicing my pushes. And I guess I pushed way too hard, way too fast. And they're like, "Oh, stop! She's about to come." And I'm like, "You cannot tell a woman who's actively pushing her baby out to stop." So I'm instantly like trying to hold it, trying to kind of let her slip out the best I can. And they're like, we're going to get your doctor right now. But mind you, minutes before that, um, a nurse's aide had told me, oh, your doctor's not around right now. You need to wait a little bit. I started bawling my eyes out because how can you tell someone their doctor's not around? They have to wait. As Who's in pain, active labor, literally going to push the baby out. Like, she was right there. So they finally get the doctor on the phone. They're like, hey, you know, it's happening right now. She's ready to push. And as I was talking to her on the phone, I yell at my doctor, hurry up. Like, I think I'm cussing at this point, and I'm not much of a cusser, but, you know, whatever. So I'm just like, please hurry. Like, I don't want to wait any longer. And as soon as the doctor walks in, washes her hands, puts her gloves on, and boom, like, I'm pushing. My boyfriend was jokingly the whole time, I'm going to catch her, I want to catch her. And I asked him, are you going to catch her? And he's like, oh, I will if you want me to. So he gloved up, caught her put her on my chest our eyes met it was this magical moment she was holding her head up it was just all in all a great experience she had a really really good birth (laughs) i am so jealous it was so fast it was i think three pushes she just did it so smoothly and i just wish 
I thought I was going to have that kind of birth, but I guess not. That's why I kind of hope she had the same experience I did. Mine was very loving. I had all the nurses cheering me on, supporting me, along with my sister, my mom, my mother-in-law, my boyfriend. It was very, it was just very heartfelt to me. I loved everything about my experience. It was great. So I couldn't ask for a better one. I just wish for my sister. She had a better experience. She deserved better. But when all in all was done and over with, I was happy. You know, being a mother is this great experience. I was happy to meet my daughter. So on to Ariane. So mine was not as un- as invent- eventful as theirs, but that's okay. We all have our own, right? Um, so I, the day that I went into labor, first of all, I was due October 14th, and she was born on October 10th, as we said before. But the day that I was in labor, I was at my grandma's house, and she's like a very old-fashioned kind of girl. And so she was like, you're just constipated. Take this pill. So I took the pill thinking I was just constipated because, like, a few days prior to this day, I was in the hospital. And they're like, oh, you're going to give birth today. Um, And it's false alarm. So I really was just thinking, like, it's always a false alarm. So I was just like, whatever, fine. So I took the pill. And then we go home. And I'm just, like, laying around, you know, being pregnant, not doing anything, enjoying my peace and quiet and then my contractions start, and they hit me like a truck, and I was like miserable, pain, just crying. And so about a couple hours later, at this time, it's probably like three o'clock, and I'm laying down, and I'm like, okay, let's get our bags packed, let's go, it's time. And so I call the hospital, let them know that we're coming, and they're like, oh, you should probably wait like two, three more hours. And I was like, um, no, that's not gonna happen. I'm in pain. So we get everything in the car, and he's trying to, like, do something in the car. And I'm, like, in the passenger seat, screaming, crying, kicking the dashboard. Like, this is painful. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. So we finally get in the car. We're ready to go. We're heading towards the hospital. We get to there, and I am getting out of the car, and I'm throwing up in the parking lot. Not once, not twice, but three times in the parking lot. People are staring I at me. I did not even get sick when I was in labor. I felt like I was very nauseous, but I didn't. And I kept telling myself, I'd rather shit myself than throw up. Yeah, I had Culver's um, before that, so I threw it all up. It was terrible. Mm, that sounds delicious. Um, so I we walk in, and I'm like, I'm in labor, I'm in pain, I'm crying. And they're like, okay, we'll put you in triage, which instantly made me mad because I'm like, I'm in labor right now. Like, I'm in pain. And they kind of just, like, shrugged me off, like, whatever. She always says she's in pain. Let's just put her in here. So they put me into an actual labor and delivery room, and so they're like, we're going to check your cervix. They hand me the gown. and like, okay, put this on. So I was, like, waiting for them to walk out of the room, and they never walk out. And she turns on. She's like, did you hear me? Uh, we're going to check your cervix, so put this gown on. And so I was, like, waiting for them to walk out of the room, and I was like, oh, I thought you guys were going to walk out. And she's like, oh, no, honey, you're going to be, you know, having your legs spread wide open for the next however long you're going to be here. So I was like, okay. So um, I let them check my cervix, and I was a seven centimeters dilated. And they were like, yeah, uh, if you're going to get the epidural, you better get it now because you're working your way to give birth. So about an hour later, I'm like, okay, I want the epidural. And they get me the epidural, and they kick everyone out of the room. And so they, I'm, like, absolutely terrified. I'm like, I can't do this. I am not ready. I'm not the type of girl to just be able to, you know, take a shot. Nothing. It was no. And so they hunched me over. Yeah. And I was watching videos my entire pregnancy of epidurals being 
inserted inserted and everything. So I was just wait. You watch videos of it? Yes, on YouTube. I did not. I did not want to know anything. I just knew it was long, and I didn't want to know anything else. I was preparing myself. I was like, listen, you're gonna want to know. So I got the epidural, um, and then my father-in-law and his stepmom came. All these people were here, and um, we are ready, just relaxing, ready for my daughter to be born. And um, so um, his dad was in there when I was getting my cervix checked again, and he just kind of, like, sat there while I was getting my cervix checked, and it was so embarrassing. His dad? His dad. Oh, gosh. Yeah, like, in the room. And um, so I'm waiting around at this point. It's probably like 12, and I'm like, okay, I have to go poop. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's, that's just whatever. That's how you're going to feel. Like, no, I'm like, I have to go poop now. Mm-hmm. So I start pushing, and they're like, oh, we need to get your doctor here to check you again. And I was a, like, a nine and a half. And they're like, oh, you should be able to start pushing in like 30 minutes. She literally walks out of the room, and I start pushing, and she comes back in, and I'm ready. Like, I'm a 10, and I'm like, I'm ready. Yeah, they always try to say, like, oh, 30 more minutes. They always try to put a time limit on it. You can't put a time limit on a baby coming out. Um, So I start pushing, and I am ready to give birth. I push for maybe one minute, two minutes tops, and she comes out, and she's weighing seven pounds, two ounces. Not now. She is a whopping 15 pounds now. Or she's 24 pounds now. I don't know where I got 15. She's a big girl, so she was weighing at seven pounds two ounces and i think she was 20 or 21 inches long and now she's a happy healthy cute sassy honorary little girl yes she is um can we all talk about the experience of everyone first time moms not wanting that epidural because i literally refused i was like no way i'm gonna do it natural i i cannot get a needle on my back I that big. I'm going natural too. I'm like, there is like, I need to feel everything so I get the whole motherhood experience. A beautiful experience. Literally, I was, and both our parents told us, "Oh, you guys just wait. You just wait. <laughs> We're not." And it annoyed me because I'm like, "No, don't tell me. We that. can You're breathe through it." That's why I said I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to drink my raspberry leaf tea, do my dates, all that, all the things you're supposed to do. For a quick and easy labor, I didn't know. Nope. I was pretty la- lazy. Once I heard I was getting induced, I was like, I don't need to do anything. It's gonna do it all for me. And as soon as I felt the first contraction, I said, epidural, epidural, now, like I'm done. As soon as my water broke, they were terrible. And now my parents joke with us. They're like, so you think you're gonna do it natural ever again? You know, try. And we both instantly said no. Like, Kudos to those women who can do it. I am very impressed. I am. Not one I of them. I applaud women who do it naturally, whether it's your choice or not your choice, because to me, I don't think I, I don't think I could ever I think I'd pass out. Ever <laughs> the contractions. Are I always try to encourage everyone, like, yeah, go natural, go natural. But like deep down in my head, I'm like, yeah, no, th- yeah, there's no way I can do it. No, it, no. it's it like, worst yeah, you and you can't really describe gone. it, and it, you'll do anything to get the pain just to go away. Like yeah. you will literally do anything. I think it's worse than just in your stomach, and you're like, Ugh, you can't move. Yeah, you can't walk, part, can't do anything. It's just yeah. literally paralyzing almost and you don't know how long it's gonna go on for because you could be in labor for you know a day and a half or whatever so it's extremely painful in that moment especially as a first-time mom 
you don't know if you really can withstand it. And me personally, I'm I have a zero pain tolerance. I like I said, I hate needles at that. So going through contractions and having to push and everything, I'm grateful for the epidural. I don't know what I would do without it. Godsend. <laughs> um, I loved every second of it. I literally would recommend it. Yeah, it's scary because I've heard stories about women who get it and then they sit down or lay down. And then all of a sudden it goes up their top half and numbs their body or only works half of their body. But I would take the risk every single time. <laughs> it was amazing. And I don't know if any moms here, maybe you guys have too, but we live in Ohio and it gets, you get cold sometimes with the winters and all that. But I didn't believe it until after I had my epidural. You get these little chills almost in your back from where your epidural was. And it's like, not painful, but it's kind of like a tss, like, I don't know. It's almost like I'm getting the epidural again. Like, I can just feel it in my back from the cold chill. So it's kind of uh to me. I just think that after having epidural, my body has changed forever. Like, I can't sit. Like, I can't sit it like how I used to. Bend I can't over. walk, bend over, nothing. And if I do sit on my butt for a long period of time, I'm getting up like I am 95 years old, and I've been bent over my entire life. Not in that type of way, but it... It hurts my back so bad. I can feel it all over. And I don't work out or stretch, so I wouldn't know. But it is terrible. I I mean, I'm so glad that I got it, and I won't. I will always get the epidural, but the after pain is terrible. I'm not trying to scare anyone and be like, oh, don't get the epidural. I mean, go if you can, can, can. It's definitely worth it, in my opinion. I agree, and I think I it's life-saving. Well. Um, I do wish that there was a different way they could like insert it into your body, like through the IV or something. But then your whole head will be, your whole body would be numb at that point. So I'm glad that, I'm. I mean, yeah, I'll take it. Oh, they did start. I don't know if I didn't know about this until recently, because I always thought you just got it um, put in and then that was that. Like it can wear off and whatnot. But they did start. Um, it's like a catheter, I guess, but you get a button with it, so you can press it, yeah. and it increases the amount you're getting. But only you can press it. The nurses and doctors, they can't do it for you. You have to physically tell them, I'm pressing my button, and they say, okay, and then you press your button to endure more of the epidural. I never told them. But I, 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 I used it once. as soon as they told me I was fully dilated, I pressed that button twice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not risking it. So I think that we are able to finally discuss our labor stories without people like yeah i've heard this before because i feel like i always need to tell people my exactly. labor and yeah and it's it's just, i think it's like such a perfect beautiful moment that i just want to tell everybody i see like oh thanks for my coffee do you want to hear about my labor story it's really yeah. good so i'm glad i'm able to not only encourage but provide my birth story to other people and other women out there yep um when i first was pregnant i was kind of begging people to tell me their labor and delivery experience because no one ever goes into detail with it so i'm glad Ariane had told me kind of step by step what it was for her so i knew kind of what to expect when i went in because all in all you just hear the story of oh yep got my epidural the baby was here I wanted to know, as soon as you walk in, you get in your bed, I want to know step-by-step what goes on because that's the type of person I am. So now that I have my own experience, I like to share it just to give people, you know, the spiel on it. And so they know what to expect because as a first-time mother or any mother giving birth, you know, it's a different experience every single time with every single child. So 
But I'm very grateful for my experience. I'm glad it was a great one. I really cannot complain too much. So, but yeah, anything else to say? No. All right. So, um, thanks for listening to our MILF talk. Um, this is KK7 and Arion signing off. Thanks, guys.